For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, His Life and Ministry. This is part three of the series. So, the suffering Messiah in Hebraic thought is known as Messiah ben, Messiah son of Joseph, Messiah ben Yosef. So, there's a reference to this in John 1.45. Philip finds Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the Torah and the prophet did write, Yeshua of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, what is, what's being referred to here? Is it just saying we found Yeshua, who happens to be the son of Joseph, meaning Joseph is his father, Yeshua being the son of Joseph? Well, in the literal, that's what it means, but there's a hidden meaning here. We found him who was written about in, in the Torah, the suffering Messiah, who's named Messiah ben Yosef, Messiah, son of Joseph. That is going to cover some of the Hebraic connections surrounding the birth of Yeshua and a parent. Now we want to look at what's recorded in the scriptures when Yeshua is 12 years of age. Why do we have such little information about Yeshua growing up, and why is it that the one incident that we're told about, it is when he is 12 years of age. In Luke 2.42, it says when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, that's the rabbis, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard were astonished at his understanding and his answers. So, he's 12 years old when he's dialoguing with the rabbis. What's he going to be talking about? Torah. And they were all astonished at his understanding and knowledge of the Torah. Well, it is a modern custom that at the age of 12 slash 13, you have in the Jewish culture, you have what's called a bar mitzvah, which means a son of the commandment. And what a bar mitzvah really means is you've reached the age of accountability. You've been taught Torah since you was a young child, and now you're responsible for the commandment, and you are a student of Torah. And so this is the age that Yeshua was in the temple where he should have had a grasp of the Torah and we are told that he has an understanding of Torah at 12 years old that far exceeds his age. So the earthly profession of the Messiah was a carpenter. In Mark chapter 6 verses 2 and 3 it says and when the Sabbath day was come he began to teach in the synagogue and they said is not this the carpenter the son of Mary? So his earthly profession was a carpenter and what does 
a carpenter do? A carpenter builds houses. Well, that not only was his earthly profession, but that is what Messiah's task was spiritually, was to build up the house of the God of Israel. We're told that Messiah was faithful in the house of the God of Israel to do this. He was a faithful son. He was a faithful firstborn son. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Yeshua HaMashiach, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant, as a bronze servant of the God of Israel. And his servanthood and his faithfulness was a testimony of those things which would be spoken after. He was a picture of the Messiah. But Messiah is a son over his own house. Notice, he's a son over his own house. Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and rejoice in the hope firm to the end? How is this Messiah's house? Because it's the Messiah who created the heavens and the earth. It's the Messiah who redeemed his people from Egypt. It is the Messiah who gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. The people of the Messiah is the house of Jacob. He came to redeem the house of Jacob and he was faithful over his own house. And so in Hebraic thought, having a son is associated with building up a house. In Ruth chapter 4 verse 11 it says, And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that has come into your house like Rachel and like Leah, which two did build the house of Israel. How did Rachel and Leah build up the house of Israel? They wanted to have sons. And it says in John chapter 1 verse 12, As many as received him, Messiah, to them gave he power become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So Israel is called a son of God. It means that you are to be a faithful servant of the God of Israel. You are a member of his family and you have responsibility. So all those, all of us who accept Yeshua as Messiah and are members of his family, we also have a calling and a task to be a faithful firstborn son over the house of the God of Israel. Now Yeshua uh, begins his public ministry at 30. Why 30? Why not 29? Why not 35? Why not 20? Why 30? It says in Luke 3.23, And Yeshua himself began to be about 30 years of age, being the son of Joseph. And so why 30 years of age? Well, because this in Hebraic thought has got to communicate to us that Yeshua has a priestly ministry. Because in Numbers chapter 4 verse 3, we're told that those who are going to do service in the tabernacle of the God of Israel, you have to be 30 years of age to do service in the tabernacle. From 30 years old and upward, even unto 50 years, all that enter into the host to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. Yeshua is our high priest. Hebrews 3.1 Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hebrews 4.14 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed in the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but in all point tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So Yeshua's priesthood is that after the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110 verse 4, The Lord has sworn and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 7.17, For he testifies, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. 
Messiah. And we're told again in Hebrews 7.21 that Messiah, quoting Psalm 110 verse 4, is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Messiah is the king of righteousness. Yeshua, he is a rabbi. John 1.38, then Yeshua turned and saw them following and said to him, what do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted master or my teacher, where dwellest thou? John chapter 3 verse 2, the same Nicodemus came to Yeshua by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these miracles that you do except God be with you. A rabbi means my teacher. So Yeshua was called rabbi. He's a teacher. A teacher of what? He is a teacher of Torah. Yeshua is our teacher of righteousness. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth, the Messiah, is prepared as the morning. And he, the Messiah, shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter in the former rain in the earth. Joel chapter 2 verse 23 says, Be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God for he has given you the former rain moderately and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. So where it reads in the King James in Joel 2 23, the former rain moderately in the Hebrew it says Aleph Tav Zedekah. It says Aleph Tav the teacher of righteousness. Who do we know is Aleph Tav? It is the Messiah. Messiah is our teacher of righteousness. If he's a teacher of righteousness, what is he a teacher of? He is a teacher of Torah because righteousness or right living or the right way is to follow Torah. He's the teacher of that right way. He's the teacher of Torah. So let's see how the Torah is referred to as being the right way to live. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 8 In what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this Torah which I've set before you this day? Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 24 and 25. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always that he may preserve us alive as it is this day. And it shall be our righteousness, our right way of living to observe and to do all the commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. So if he's the teacher of Torah, if he's the teacher of righteousness, he is the teacher of Torah. So in being a rabbi, Yeshua has 12 close students. They're called apostles. Matthew chapter 10 verse 2. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. And it goes on. Teaching Torah to close students is a Hebraic way of teaching. And this is what is done even today in Hasidic Jewish circles. They pay close attention to the teachings of their rabbi and they take those teachings and they teach those teachings to succeeding generations. This is exactly the model that Yeshua did. And he taught in parables. Matthew 13 34. All these things make Yeshua under the multitude in parables and without a parable spake he not unto them that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying I will open my mouth in parables this is a quote from Psalm 78 verse 2 well the context of Psalm 78 verse 2 I will open my mouth in a parable is the teaching of Torah Psalm 78 1 give ear O my people to my Torah incline your ears to the words of my mouth I will open my mouth in a parable give ear to my Torah 
Torah, I will open my mouth in a parable. So Yeshua taught the Torah in parables. And Yeshua taught from the Hebrew scriptures, known as the Tanakh. Luke 24:44. He said to them, These are the words that I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the Torah of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms, concerning me. Well, Yeshua made a reference to the order of the Hebrew scriptures, and today, a Jewish published Bible. There's three main categories. The first category is the Torah. The next category is the prophets, and the third category is the writings. And the prophets is known as the Nevaim, and the writings, the Ketuvim. If you take the Torah, the prophets, the Nevaim, and the Ketuvim, and the first letter, it makes an acronym Tanakh. That's where we get the, the word Tanakh. It is an acronym for the three sections of the Hebrew scriptures. And so Yeshua is a Torah observant Jew. First John chapter 3 verse 4. Whosoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So sin is the transgression of the Torah, but we're told in 1 Peter 2.22 that Messiah did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. If he did no sin, he didn't transgress the Torah. 2 Corinthians 5.21 for he has made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So in Matthew 5.17, Yeshua says, Do not think the thought that I've come to destroy the Torah of the prophets. I have not come to destroy but to fulfill. This is actually Hebraic idiom because destroying the Torah is a reference to incorrectly interpreting and teaching the Torah. Fulfilling the Torah is correctly interpreting and teaching the Torah. So Messiah is says, don't think that I've come to give you the incorrect interpretation of the Torah. I've come to give you the correct interpretation of the Torah. He goes on to say in Matthew 5.19, Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and teach men so, teach men to break the commandment, he will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same will be great in the kingdom of heaven. According to the words of Yeshua himself, if you teach men to break the commandments, you will be least in the kingdom. Traditional and historical Christianity from the days of Constantine has taught we don't follow the Torah, we celebrate Christmas and Easter, we worship on Sunday, and so they're teaching people that believe in Yeshua as Messiah to break the commandments. Yeshua said that you're teaching them to be least in the kingdom. Those who are greatest in the kingdom will do the commandment and will teach them to others. The Torah is true. Psalm 119, 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. Malachi 2.1 And now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. The Torah of truth was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and did not turn away from iniquity. John 16, verse 13 Howbeit when the Spirit of truth is come, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. What is truth? The Torah. So what does the Holy Spirit do? He teaches you Torah. He will guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to walk and live in Torah. He will not speak of himself but whatsoever he will hear that will he speak and he will show you of things to come so the Holy Spirit does not tell you to do anything that contradicts Torah he leads you and guides you in truth in Torah the Torah is called light Proverbs 6.23 for the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light and the reproof of instruction are the ways of life Isaiah 8.20 to the Torah and to the testimony if they speak not according to this word it's because there's no light in them if you don't speak according to Torah it's because there's no Torah in you there's no light in you 
you. Isaiah 51.4 Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a Torah will proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. Torah is proceeding, a light unto the people. The Torah is light. Yeshua was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the Torah? He said the greatest commandment is what we call the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Mark 12 29. Yeshua answered him, The first of all the commandments, or the greatest commandment, is Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So Yeshua kept the biblical Sabbath. Luke 4 16. He came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as his custom was, if it was custom, he regularly did it. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. He worshiped his father on the Sabbath. Yeshua kept the biblical festivals. Luke 22 15. He said unto them, With the have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He celebrated the biblical festivals even up to the time of his death as he had a Passover meal right prior to his death. Yeshua died a Jew. John 19 verse 40. Then took they the body of Yeshua and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. He had a Jewish burial as the manner of the Jews is to bury. So Yeshua was resurrected from the dead and the resurrection from the dead is one of the foundations of faith and belief in the God of Israel. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I received, how Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures, according to the Hebrew scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15 14 If Messiah is not risen, then is our preaching vain and our faith is also vain. What happens to the Messiah happens to Israel. What happens to Israel happens to the Messiah. And so if Israel is not are resurrected from the graves where they've been scattered and if they're not restored and regathered then your faith is in vain because all the prophets spoke about the exiles of Israel the house of Jacob will be reunited and restored in the end of days and this is like an under resurrection of the dead well when Messiah when he ascended unto his father he ascended from the Mount of Olives why the Mount of Olives well in Acts 1 9 it says when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Yeshua, which is taken up into heaven, shall so come in like manner. Well, if he's coming back in like manner, where did he leave from? The Mount of Olives. So it says in Acts 1.12, Then they returned unto Jerusalem from the Mount called Olives, which was from Jerusalem a Sabbath day journey. So if he's got to come back in like manner and he left from the Mount of Olives, then he's got to return to the Mount of Olives. And this is what it says in Zechariah 14 verse 3, that the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. What is the day of battle? The victory over the Egyptians and the crossing of the Red Sea. He's got to fight like that day. And it says, and the Lord will go forth and fight as he fought in the day of battle. The word Lord here is yod heh vav heh. And so in Zechariah 14 verse 4, the next verse says, and his feet will stand that day in the Mount of Olives. Whose feet will stand that day? The feet of yod heh vav heh. So that, among other things, shows us that Yeshua is yod heh vav heh because it's the feet of yod heh vav heh that will stand upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east. One more thing about the resurrection of the dead. It is one of the 13 articles of Jewish faith. It is a principle of faith that there is a resurrection of the dead. Now, Messiah will teach the Torah from Jerusalem during the Messianic era. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. It will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the tops of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain 
mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his paths. What's his ways? What's he got to teach us? What's his ways? Out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Notice the word of the Lord goes forth from Zion. That is Jerusalem, the literal city, but also Zion is the people of the God of Israel. And in the renewed covenant, Zion is likened to the bride of Messiah. So the bride of Messiah has got to have the Torah because the Torah goes forth from Zion. It's got to go forth from Messiah and his bride. There will be a temple in Jerusalem during the Messianic era. Ezekiel 41 verse 1 says, Afterward he brought me to the temple. Ezekiel 42 1. He brought me forth unto the outer court, the way toward the north, and brought me unto the chamber. Ezekiel 43 1. And afterward he brought me to the even to the gate that looks toward the east. So you see it's describing the temple. So there is going to be a temple during the Messianic era. That's the throne of the Messiah. Ezekiel 43 2 it says, Behold the glory of the God of Israel came by way of the east and look his voice was like the noise of many waters who is this Revelation 1:15. is this is the same description of Yeshua his feet was likened to fine brass as they burned in a furnace and his voice is the sound of many waters so in Ezekiel 43 the glory of the God of Israel that came by the way of the east his voice was like the noise of many waters is the Messiah and Ezekiel 43 verse 7 son of man the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever where did Messiah say he's going to dwell with his people forever in the temple in Jerusalem. Traditional Christianity says the temple has been destroyed and has no value today. The Bible says, Messiah says, no, that temple is the place of my throne and the place of my soles and my feet and that is where I would dwell among the children of Israel forever. The festivals will be celebrated during the Messianic era. Ezekiel 45, 21. In the first month and the 14th day of the month you shall have Passover, a feast of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. Ezekiel 45, 25. In the seventh month and the fifteenth day of the month shall he do the like in the feast of the seven days. And then in Zechariah 14 verse 16 we see that all nations are going to be required to go up to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. It will come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. The Sabbath and the new moon will be celebrated as well during the Messianic era. Thus says the Lord God, the gate of the inner court that looks toward the east shall be shut the six working days. Ezekiel 46 verse 1. But on the Sabbath it will be open and on the day of the new moon it shall be open. So we see the celebration of the Sabbath and the new moon right here in Ezekiel 46 during the Messianic era. Well it tells us in Isaiah 66 verses 22 and 23. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me says the Lord so shall your seed and your name remain. And it will come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the Lord. All flesh is celebrating the Sabbath and the new moon. So, did Yeshua die on the tree to do away with the Torah? Absolutely not. He's the rabbi. He's the Torah teacher. He's the one that correctly interprets the Torah. His throne is the temple in Jerusalem. He's got to be teaching the Torah to all nations. Yeshua celebrated the biblical Sabbath, the annual biblical festivals. And during the Messianic era, we will also be celebrating the biblical Sabbath, the new moon, the biblical festivals, and all nations are going to be taught the Torah from Jerusalem. So therefore, in realizing this, we as believers in the Messiah need to identify faith in him by following Torah, what he taught. 1 John chapter 2 verse 6, he that says he abides in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. If we say we're believers in Messiah, we ought to walk as he walked. 
Walking is halacha. That means following Torah. We need to follow Torah even as he followed Torah. This is going to conclude our teaching on the Hebraic life and ministry and teachings of the Messiah. From these things, we understand Yeshua was born a Jew. He lived a Jew. He taught the Torah and he died a Jew. He's got to come back and rule and reign from Jerusalem, teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject Yeshua his life and ministry Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah Amen thank you Eddie this is Stephen Morgan and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching if you've been blessed will you help us to share this message with others Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others we are offering today the DVD Yeshua the lawgiver for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.